Okay, boys. It's a special day on the podcast. Welcome back to the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast, presented by Zeal Cigars and CigarSoapbox.com. Both .coms. Go to ZealCigars.com for all your cigar needs and for the best men's soap in the actual soap industry that are delivered in cigar boxes. Go to CigarSoapbox.com. And today's kind of a special day for me, JB. You know why? Why, bro? Because I have someone special here in the studio, and you can see her right now. I do. But the listeners cannot see her. They can't. They have seen her before, though. They have. They probably have, you know, on videos here and there. Okay. And we've. she's been. She's my firstborn daughter. She Allegedly. Helped, yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> you see her and see me, it's really hard. <laughs> Especially when she starts talking, you'll understand why. Uh, and so my daughter, Savannah Grace, now Marshall, uh, formerly known as Wreath, was uh, has been married almost to, almost two years now, right? Hold on, we're going on three. We're going on three. I'm Holy sorry, just, has it been that <laughs> long? Yeah, three years now. She's been married almost three years. She mm. uh, decided to exit Phoenix, you know, which was uh, a good move for them, and I think it's I think it's solid. But I bet you're glad to be here and not in Knoxville, Tennessee, where you guys moved to because it's like negative five this morning. It's it was five. It wasn't it was five. negative I'm five, sorry. but it's it's pretty cold. The, the wind chill was like negative twenty. They've got to be sorry. talking about that being record lows there. It is. Yeah, it's historic. I think it's it really supposed is. to be record lows. Yeah, it's historic right now. It's, it's one of the best. It's one. It's a generational storm. They're calling it. It's yeah. usually about ten degrees warmer there, oh, ten yeah. to five than Cincinnati. Typically, yeah. it went all the way down to Corpus mm-hmm. Christi, dude. I mean, it's mm. it's freeze. They got like fifteen degrees in Corpus Christi. It's nuts, dude. It's really really nuts. So, uh, but here, my daughter Savannah's here today. So we're going to catch up with Savannah a little bit and we're going to talk about how she's been doing. She's transitioned from Zeal Cigars to that. So we'll talk about her history and everything else like that. And we'll catch up with her a little bit and, uh, her and her husband and what they're doing now. So, uh, let's, let's just launch into it. I'm just going to launch into it. Is that okay with you? I'm going to put you on the hot seat. That's fine. Okay. What's it like to be back in Phoenix again after being in Knoxville for the last six months and not caring about your father or your mom or anything else Oh my gosh. It's not like I haven't talked to you at all. I know. I know. I'm just playing with you. We Go call ahead. you guys and talk to you guys all the time. You do. You do. Um, no, it's really nice. I think the first thing I said, like one of the first things I said when I got back here, I'm like, I know exactly where I am. I know where all the streets are. Right. That's <laughs> been really nice. Um I was driving Maddie around with me the other day running uh-huh. errands. She's like, okay, so you're going to go here to go to Target. I was like, I, I've only been gone six months. Like, I know where I'm going. That's been really nice. It's been really good to see everybody again. But Ethan and I were just talking. I was like, it's kind of nice to know that, like, we we do have, like, a house to go back to and everything. Like, right. we can come and visit. Right, right. We love everyone and we miss everyone. But there's, like, a certain level of independence and maturity that I think that we've gained. Uh-huh. That yeah. We, yeah. we really do enjoy being out in Tennessee. We really do love it. Okay. I, I prefer. I prefer it to Phoenix. You prefer Tennessee to Phoenix? I do. Why? Um, I like the green. Do you? Okay. I, we have the ability to own land out there when, when we get to that right. stage. We weren't able to do that the, the first time around. All the land in Phoenix is concrete, hot, and taken. So, <laughs> or or millions of dollars. <laughs> right, um, right, right. So right. we have the ability to do that. We like to, we'd like to own a business and do something with whatever land we own. We can't do that here sure, unless sure, we're sure. millionaires. Um, so I, everyone's so nice too. Back, to, back, back, back east? Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone oh, yeah. is so nice. That took him off. Like that caught him off guard. Oh, I was yeah. like, there's going to be a cultural difference. Everyone's really nice. We're probably actually going to know our neighbors and talk to our neighbors on a regular <laughs> basis. And he's like, he's like, I think you're over exaggerating a little bit. And we got out there and our neighbors, all our neighbors came in. Hi, how are you? We're Josh and Megan. And they, uh, Josh is a, uh, assistant principal, one of our neighbors. Oh, and geez, I was cool. interested in, uh, 
teaching. And so he was kind of like walking me through how to get certified. And we okay. walked, we went back in the house and Ethan's like, Oh my gosh, everyone's so nice here. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Cause you grew up in Phoenix and every, like, you don't really know your neighbors. You don't, I mean, Phoenix in my, in my opinion is more California cold. Now we're all from the East coast. I mean, not East coast, we're Midwest really. Yeah. So being from Ohio and coming out here, it is different. Would you agree, JB? Oh, dude, yeah. I live in a gated community where I have maybe three neighbors that even wave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a very different, very different feel in Phoenix. So I understand the just the a- allure and the appeal of going back east or going yeah. going to going out east just to like get a different culture, you know, around you so that you could succeed, you know, in something that way. Well, it's a uh, Phoenix is a gumbo, dude. There's yeah, just yeah, so many different pot. things in it. Right. It's a melting pot. Yeah, Phoenix is a big melting pot, man. It's 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 everybody coming here. Usually, most people are implants. Most people come here for mm-hmm. the weather. The weather usually is cooperating, and in the and in the winter, we're around seventy. You know, for about four or five months, and it's pretty nice. You yeah. know, and then uh, gets a little warmer, eighties and so on and so forth. So about we've got we've got almost uh, almost seven months, maybe seven months, of, seven to eight months of of just really nice weather. And then we pay for it for the hell we go through in the summer. It's just, it is. I mean, oh, see, I, I was thinking the bad months were like right now where it actually gets down to 30 at night. I think I think the reason that most of Phoenix doesn't believe in the devil is they think I already live in hell. So, I mean, it's Probably. it's you know, it's, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad in Phoenix during the summer. And, and every summer, the same thing comes up and everyone's like, why am I here? Why am I living here? It's just so doggone hot. I actually prefer it, you know, to the Midwest summers, the the humidity and the nastiness and the bugs and everything else like that. We don't have that necessarily out here. So it's funny to hear you say I'm really excited to be back east. I think I found a home there. When yeah. I moved out here, I this is my home now and I love it. I absolutely don't 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 think of living anywhere else. If your mom and I ever move, we'll probably end up going to like Provo, Utah or something like that or Colorado, which we probably won't ever move because I because your mom would literally kill me yeah. if we moved again. <laughs> so I moved I moved my kids. Oh, you, you we moved a lot when you were you were young. We did move a lot. I never thought I was going to leave Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so. was like, we're staying here, and then we couldn't afford to stay here anymore. And that's prim- that's primarily why you left. That's primarily we were we were already thinking about possibly moving. Okay. About five years, like after I graduated, which was about six months ago. Uh huh. Um. And we were kind of talking. We're like, oh, well, we'd like to buy a house or a condo or something after I graduate. And we just, we couldn't do it anymore. So I was like, well, what if we just moved now? Okay. Like, we can make it work. We can do it. I already have to find a new job. What What's the difference between finding a job here and finding a job in another state? Right, right. And so right. he was like, all right, where do you want to go? We'd initially talked about Texas, and I, but I really wanted to end up out in Tennessee. And he had to come around to Tennessee a little bit. Okay. And he eventually came around to Tennessee. I had a job offer in Nashville, a job offer in Knoxville. Um, and I chose Knoxville because it was smaller. I didn't want to live in a big, big city again. Okay. Um, okay. And Which Nashville's not that big, comparatively. It's, it's yeah. not, but... I think no, I'm pretty sure Knoxville is smaller. Oh wait, well I think I think let me let me see what the population of uh, let, me, let me check out check out good old Google and see what the population. You know, my phone, I have my glasses on, so my phone can't even tell me. So you said you said Nashville is how big would you say it is? Uh, over five hundred. Five hundred thousand. Over, you you are right. It's about six hundred ninety-two thousand people. They say, and I think Knoxville is like one hundred eighty. So let's see what Knoxville population is. This is interesting. I'm really curious on this one. Population. Knoxville population. 
192,000. Yeah. So, so it's, it's significantly smaller. Big. It's significantly and smaller. And Phoenix is like in the millions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I really, I didn't want to yeah, live Phoenix in a city Yeah, Phoenix is 1.5 metro. Yeah. yeah. I've never been, I have, we haven't been to Nashville yet, but Nashville from what I had heard kind of had like a reputation of being very much like a party city. Sure. I was like, we're looking to like settle down and have kids in a few years. That's not the environment that I wanted to raise kids in. And when we moved out to Tennessee, I found out that the housing market in Nashville is almost as bad as it is in Phoenix. So it really worked out. <laughs> so let me, let me ask the, the, the dad question. Let me ask, let me ask all the dad questions. Okay. Let me ask the dad questions. So when am I going to be a grandpa? Is that, <laughs> that, that's what I want to know. I'm, I'm looking forward to being a grandfather and you do have a name picked out for we if it's a boy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I didn't know this is new news to me. Go ahead and tell me your four names. I want to hear the so four names. It was because we you, you can't guarantee you're going to have one boy and one girl. Right, right, <laughs> so we right. We had to come up with backups. Okay, tell me the names. So if the boy will, uh, if we if we have a boy, it'll definitely be William Bradley. Okay. Because Ethan's dad's name was William, and he I think he said on the. I would just call him by his middle away. name. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, you always like to tease me. You're like it's Bradley William. <laughs> he um, goes by Billy Bradley. Billy Bradley. It sounds like a hillbilly name, doesn't it? It's a whole new spin on Billy Bob, dude. Billy Bob, Billy Bradley. <laughs> hey, Billy Bradley, we're going, go, we going fishing today down about to go get some crawfish. You know, talking about. Okay, okay, so Billy Bradley. Somebody named Billy Bradley sending you an email with a I big know. middle finger emoji. <laughs> I know. I know right now it's happening. Um, you can send those emails to cutlightsmokepodcast at gmail.com. Cutlightsmokepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, what's the other? Oh, the other, the second boy's name was Benjamin Andrew. The first girl name is Evelyn Rose, and the the second girl's name is Emma Joy. So it's interesting you picked Evelyn because that's what Madeline's name was originally going to be. That's where I got the name. Evelyn? Okay, yeah. Evie? Yeah. We were going to call, I mean, up until two weeks ahead of time. Like, up until we, we called Madeline in the womb Evie, Evelyn. That's my we, niece's we name. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Evelyn. We called her Ev- Evie, Evelyn, Evie, Evelyn, Evie, Evelyn. We called her that the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks beforehand, I got, I got cold feet, and I'm like, I think this is a really old name. I don't know if I can use that. I shouldn't use that name. It seems so old. And so I told Jamie, and she, I, I think I twisted her arm a little bit and said, you know, can we please call her, just call her Madeline or Maddie? She's like, okay, fine. You know, that, that's something big of a deal. So or you now be like, I get to use it. Or you can be like me and Grandpa. Yeah. Call her Madison. Madison. Yeah. Yeah. So he calls it Madison Altamira. Grandpa called Madeline Madison for the first like. He also like, called Camden Cameron. Yeah, he did. For the first like five years of his life. That's when we knew my dad was losing it, right? So, <laughs> Come on, Pops. Grandpa. Grandpa I think was, yeah. my name was the only name Grandpa didn't mess up. Yeah, it's hard to mess up Savannah. That's true. Know, like, what do you He might have called me Samantha. What's fascinating is, is I call you something that nobody else calls you typically. You know, but I think maybe some of your friends call it to you now. But I call, no. Nobody calls you but me? No, I didn't let anyone call because it. Cause it cr- I was like, this is reserved for family because Maddie will call me savvy. Yeah. You'll call me savvy. Ethan, I told Ethan he can call me savvy, but it's still, like, weird because he doesn't typically call me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he... He called me that I think last night because he was like mimicking something. I heard Madeline that. Yeah, I heard teaser, that. And I was like, "What did you just say?" Right. He's right. like, "I called you savvy." I was like, "That okay? That was just that was a little weird." I've called See, you savvy since you were little. Around yeah. here, I'll refer to you as savvy, but I'll right. I would probably never talk to you like that. You yeah. would never you would never say that to my face. Yeah. yeah. Right. But right, I but right. if, but if like you're but if like like this morning I was like, "Yo, when savvy coming in for that?" Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. care. It was just I don't know. I if anyone ever wanted to give me a nickname mm-hmm. like in high school, I was like, "You can call me Sav." Yeah. Don't call me savvy. That's reserved for my family. Very close <laughs> friends. That's I don't, it was just, yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what, what that gave you. Okay. So you moved. Not, so now here's this interesting. So in the, so you, I, I'd say, I'd say you did it kind of right. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say you did it kind of right in the sense of like, 
you know, there's there's three major changes you had to your life. I mean, four yeah. really, for honest, you know. So one, you got married. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two, you graduated college. Yeah. Okay. Three, you got a new job. Mm-hmm. Four, you moved. Mm. I mean, you did all that within the span of about last three years. You yeah. know. So tell me how. So I mean, particularly when you move, it's a, it's a it's a it's a pretty big stress. But yeah. you moved to a place that you liked. So did you feel like yeah. that was very stressful? Did you feel like it was? It wasn't that big of a deal, you know, you roll with the punches or was it, I mean, you tell me that. Um, I think I had a different reaction than Ethan did. Mm-hmm. It was, it was way more stressful for me than it was for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he was very much like, he never lived outside of Phoenix. So he was kind of captured by the novelty of everything. Right. Right. Whereas we had moved several times. I'd already lived on that side of the country before. So I'm just like, okay, we got to. All of our stuff was still here. We had to go get that. We were getting a house. Mm-hmm. I had just started my new job. He was still at the same job. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have that transition. I just graduated. Um, so that was very, very stressful the first couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I, I liked my company. I didn't like my job. My job was very mm-hmm. difficult. So mm-hmm. that that made the rest of my life very difficult. Right. right. Um, when you're coming home exhausted every day because you're emotionally drained from your job. Sure. Um, <laughs> so... That was very stressful. Buying what are you house. bobbing your head for, dude? Because that's Is why I left other stressful? jobs that I okay. no okay. longer work at. Because your job sucks here, bro. I'm so, I just want to cry all day. Justin starts bobbing his head and really go up like, I thought it was okay. I see you. that beard go crooked. <laughs> it just makes me sad. Yeah, what happened? What happened? What happened? No, no I, did yeah. switch, I did switch departments, though. I okay, love my okay. company. It's a great yeah. company. They care about their employees. But I did switch departments. So okay. I'm a okay. lot happier now. Okay. All right. Um, you're but in HR now, right? No, I'm in no, insurance. I, I thought you were in HR. Okay. No, I'm not in HR. I don't know what it is. I'm, I, I make I, I make stuff up when I don't know when someone works. So I'm just thinking HR. That's true. This is what you wanted to go into was HR, wasn't it? Yeah, initially. But now you want to be a teacher. Well, if the state of Tennessee will let me. <laughs> so, so, so let me ask you a question. Why do you want to be? Why do you want to go into? You have a, you have a degree, mm-hmm. okay? And why do you want to go into teaching? They don't make much. They're not liked by anybody. And like parents, <laughs> parents don't like them. The kids that they teach don't like them. I mean, so it's, it's a, it's an interesting because your mom was a teacher and your yeah. mom, your mom left teaching because of a lot of that, a yeah. lot of those issues. So what makes, what makes you so excited to go into that when, you know, you saw the effect it had on your mom, you saw like, yeah. it was very, very difficult. And Phoenix is one of the worst States by all ways to teach. It's the yes. lowest paid. I think it's, number one or two yeah, on the just, bottom. It's one of the off. It's one. Yeah. yeah it, our education system here is just really jacked up. So, yeah. and that's not, that's not a bang on the teachers. I love you guys who are teachers. I'm just saying like, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard it's, state to teach in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be teaching here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be teaching out in Tennessee. Um, do they pay well? They pay, I mean, they probably pay they, better. They pay better, pay better, they pay better than Tennessee okay. or than Arizona. Than Arizona Tennessee okay. definitely pays better than Arizona. It also depends on the, the district right, that you're right. in. Yeah, I was going to say the Mesa School District just voted to up, I think, all the teachers' salary to a minimum of, like, I think, 50 grand. Oh, good for man. them. Yeah, the Mesa School District did big things out here to help oh, good. with that. So good. There, good. there's improvements. I mean, they're probably yeah. not. Well, Mesa's probably not going to lose <laughs> as many teachers as like well, no, Phoenix they won't. Yeah, Ma- Ma- Mesa and Phoenix are completely different. Oh yeah, Phoenix, very different. Yeah, they're they're yeah. very very different. Mesa's a very affluent. Yeah, it's different very, community. Yeah, it's very affluent. So very conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think mom and I also have opposite personalities. I oh. think it was very draining. I yeah. think teaching was draining to her because she's very introverted. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're standing up and talking to a ton of people. Right, right. Eight hours a day. Well, and dealing with that emotional, like you said, there's so much more emotional stress with yeah. dealing with kids and people. Yeah. But that was another reason why I wanted to go into it. I love kids and I want to work with kids. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'd love to be able to teach like high school AP psychology because that's, that's what my degree is in. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of led me into 
my degree. And I think psychology, you don't put much credence on psychology. I know I don't, that. I don't. And I, but I just do. Just before we get into it. I do. Just before we get into it. Because <laughs> it's all just a bunch of bull if she, to me. If she really wanted to, she could use every bit of the knowledge that she learned in psychology and she could torch you. Okay. Absolutely torch okay, you in poker. Okay, okay, Hold buddy. Hold on a second. Why no, are no, no, you no, doing no. this to me? No, you want, you want some content? Because, I'll give you some content. Because okay. in, in psychological, in, in, in because psych, I had to take a lot of psychology classes in, for my education degree, right? Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many things you can learn about somebody if you think about it in a psychological and sociological way in the way that they, uh, I'm very, I'm, I love psychology. I'm very yeah. attracted to the why things happen, right? Right, right. So people do things for very specific reasons. Correct. And if you pay close enough attention, they'll give you every single little detail right. down to the point of you could even tell right before somebody sneezes, if somebody's lying I mean, there's so much that goes right. into psychology that you could learn and use in the social realm of the world. Okay, so so I had psychology as well. I, I had I had that as well. What's my degree? You know, my degree is more sociological. You know, for sure. Yeah. You know, so I understand that. But so 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 in in, in so I guess the the thing that I I'm very skeptical with psychology about is yeah. the is the is the the secular machine that just keeps turning and turning and turning, which you know, keeps people in counseling and there's never, you know, not that all psychologists are like this, but I've seen a great majority of guys that keep people in a cycle of dependence on their, their, their appointments or their counseling sessions or what have you, uh, mm -hmm. for the purpose of it's a, it's a money generator. It does. It generates yeah. money like crazy. So, and, uh, and, and that's not to degrade anyone who's a psychiatrist or psychologist out there. I'm, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is there's a, there's a lot of psycho battle too, uh, that goes into it that I've seen do a lot of damage to people that I have I have had to I have had to undo in counseling sessions with me as a pastor in particular. So my major problem with you know modern day psychology is I, I think it doesn't take in people's values uh, and systems the way that it it needs to, and I think there's a lot of um, like I said psychobabble that goes on there and and trying to get people connected into a. Uh, um, a system where it's, it's a, it's a constant money feeder, you know, if you would to, mm -hmm. to them. And I understand it. It's, it's a business as well. well it's been used even sicker and, than that, dude. We've well, heard stories of people's kids who have been. Yeah. I, I think, I think one of the, the hard things we'll get in the whole gender thing here in a second, but one of the hard things is when you have government subsidies feeding an industry mm -hmm. um, like psychology, you know, and, and, and it can, I'm not saying it is all the time, but it can, um, and I think government subsidies can feed everything because the government's in bed with everybody right now. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think I think that that is uh, that can confuse things greatly. And we've you know we've heard multiple people tell us of you know they've had had kids go to a psychologist you know before because they're trying to figure out something and um, the person diagnosed them as you know you're what you really are is is transgender and you don't know it. Mm -hmm. You know, and the, it had nothing to do with why they were there. And they, yeah. it, it didn't even come around that scope. And the psychologist just added it, you know, to the to, mm. the, to the issue. And so as a parent, you know, whose who's kid isn't dealing with any of that and then comes back and says, I was told, you know, if it's a girl, I was told it was a boy. Or if it's a boy, I was told it was a girl. All of a sudden you're, you're just, you're out of left field going, what in the world? You know, so yeah. it makes you not trust as much, you know. And, and trust is something that is, you know, in in that realm, very hard to come by, yeah. you know, and it's, it's even harder to keep, you know, in that, re, in that regard. So I think, you know, I, I do think that, you know, there's, there's a little bit of, you know, um, 
you know, scarcity. I'm not, I'm not trying to, like I said, I, I went through psychology classes as well, uh, modern day psychology, Christian psychology and what have yeah. you. So I understand that, you know, um, but I, I, this, this all comes out of, you know, psychology that you took in, in school, but now you want to take that and, and use that as a teacher. Yeah. You know, why do you, so just bottom line me, why do you want to be a teacher? I told you already. <laughs> no, tell, tell me again. I forgot. Oh, okay. Um, I really do like working with kids. I do think that um, psychology is very important. And if I can have a positive impact and tell people, you know, there may be something a little bit deeper than you just thinking that you're a boy when you're actually a girl. Like you need to actually go back and reexamine that. Is there something that happened in the past? Is there some kind of sexual sure, abuse? Sure. Is there some kind of, I, cause when I hear that, all I'm thinking is like, why does that not sound like an identity crisis to someone? Mm-hmm. Like why psychologists aren't just going, Hmm, this person really seems to be struggling with a sense of who they are. And rather than saying, no, we're just going to completely flip on its head who you are. Mm-hmm. Why are we not being like, okay, let's get, let's help you get back. And I I mean, as Christians, we know who our identity is found and it's found Mm -hmm. in Christ, Mm -hmm. but for people who don't necessarily have that background and then all, all of a sudden by a psychologist, they're being told, Oh, you're clearly a a boy when you're actually a girl, because clearly you're having all of these troubles. Mm -hmm. I would, I would like to be the person to come in and be like, Nope, that might not actually be it. And you might have some significant trauma, like in your background that you need to address that you just haven't addressed yet. Right. Right. And I, I think I think it's really um, so. So when you say you want to work with kids, where where do you want to work with? Like what but ages? Like, I still consider high school students kids. So like high high school students. Well, you've been thirty since you've been thirteen. So in your head, yeah. that's for sure. That's, there's <laughs> the no doubt about 13 that. Thirteen going on thirty was really uh, about hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, so there's no doubt, no doubt about that. So, so you, so 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 you you want to you want to do a transition in, in career at some point. At you some know, point, to, it'll it'll probably be a little while. Uh-huh. Tennessee makes it. I have a lot of respect for them wanting to have good teachers, but they're making mm-hmm. it very difficult to get certified. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have to go back to school and get like a master's. Well, what's what's fascinating is there's a there's a national teacher shortage. Oh yeah, you know, and you think they'd be making that an easier route because I know at least here in in Phoenix, I'm correct. You can just have a, a bachelor's and teach. You can you, have yeah. a high school diploma. Yeah, you don't need a degree. Oh, wow. They you have to that. work towards it, though, right? I think you do have to work towards it. They changed it right before right before we left. I remember seeing this article come out. and like, oh, you can have a high school diploma now, but you have to be working towards a degree, uh, like a Finishing bachelor's Finishing or degree. getting, yeah. Yeah. So let me... Uh, let me let me go into this then. So with the education system, and I have pretty strong opinions about that. It's not, mm-hmm. much, it's not much I don't have a strong opinion about if you've listened to the podcast at all. But the, uh, you know, in, in the education system, you know, that is, you know, somewhat um, malleable to this idea that parents are secondary to a kid's education, not primary. You know, and <clears throat> it's interesting because uh, in, in our household, it was run as parents are primary. Yeah. you know, to a, to a, to your child's education. So that's why mom and I, and, and mostly mom, I'd say, cause mom was an educator, you know, yeah. uh, we're tracking with you continually asking questions continually. Yeah. Uh, and also even as a teacher, you know, um, had issues with the school system, Yeah. you know, uh, that, that we, that we as a family suffered through, you know, which is yeah. really interesting. So not only was my wife a teacher and saw the insides of, of the public education system and the failings of that, uh, but she also as a parent, you know, who had yeah. kids in the system, um, saw the failings of it as well, particularly with your brother, you know, in, yeah. in, in the situation he had with, you know, kids picking on your sister and sticking up for her and everything like that. And, yeah. you know, so I, I think, I think it was really interesting, you know, that that situation happened 
and it wasn't pro parent. It was pro kid, meaning like the kid but could it, do no wrong if it, you went on it that. It wasn't even pro victim. Yeah. It was pro abuser. Yeah, it was. It, it was 100%. And that's, yeah. and, but that's also another reason why I want to get into the school system to mm-hmm. also like parents should be in charge of their kids' education and to mm-hmm. be one. I don't, again, teachers are amazing. And I, I, I do think the, there, there's a minority of teachers who are like, we should primarily be in the education. Parents don't know what they're talking about. But the thing is, I think they're the loudest ones. Well, yeah, that's like that in any industry. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the ones that are, you know, social the media. Savvy, but yeah, the thing yeah. is, we need more people who are louder in the majority. Mm-hmm. And if you know me, I'm very loud. Yes. So <laughs> being, able to go into, being able to go into a school system and being like, no, the parents are in charge of the child's education system. Mm-hmm. And being able to support those parents in like school board meetings or like mm-hmm. if they have questions being able to like, yeah, this is what this actually means. And this is, is actually what we're teaching your children mm-hmm. and not trying to like, I think there's been people have been trying to hide a lot of what's being taught in the school system. And it's changed so much from even when I was in school, like Madeline, Madeline told me like, I think it was like a year ago. She's like, yeah, my teacher took an entire day off of, off of teaching to go over like LGBTQ history in a biology class. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. She's like, well, it's cause she's part of that community and she felt like it was needed. I was like, no, she's there to teach biology. Oh, oh but as a teacher, if you're part of the religious community, God forbid you say something about <laughs> God in your classroom. Cause they're bringing down the freaking hammer of everybody in the world on your right. freaking head. Yeah. Sorry, that pisses me no, off. You're, no, I, it ticks me off well, too. Uh, yeah. Let me, let me, let me, uh, for my, for my, for the listeners out there, let me make sure I, I, I validate something and understand something. I think that I think that you know, pushing agendas yeah. when you're supposed to teach something is always is always wrong. Yes, no, I, think, I agree. I think that I think your that personal 100%. agenda should never be pushed right. on the kids that you're educating. Right, yes. right. That said, that said, um, I've seen it in both camps where even and this is this is gonna blow your mind um, where even I've I've even told Christian teachers who are friends of mine mm-hmm. who are pushing their agenda you know, yeah. on, on students. I'm like, that is not the proper place and time. If you want to have a Bible study afterwards with the kids or something like that, run by a student and, and so on and so forth and organize something like that, yeah. that would be the proper time. So when I say this to maybe head off a little bit of answering the females for, for this podcast already. Uh, but the, but the idea that, you know, I'm just, I'm pro, I can say anything to a kid uh, if it's religious, if you would, um, or if it's mm-hmm. religious versus like, you know, LGBTQ or transgender yeah. or anything. I don't, I think you should be, the, you're there to teach a subject, teach a subject. You know, that's, no, that's I the agree. issue, you know? So if you're, but I, I, and I think that's the, that's the thing too. It, and I'd be surprised if the teacher itself, I don't know the whole, I don't know the whole story. Obviously I can ask your sister mm-hmm. um, if the teacher himself, self, him or her did not, did not think this was probably part of that. But the problem is when you start do, you start do teaching that cause that would be part of biology when you talk about gender, mm-hmm. Um, th- there's all of a sudden, you know, uh, a, a undercurrent of my agenda that comes up, you know, yeah. in that, but, in that regard. But so. where I think Justin is coming from is not, cause I don't think, I don't think that a, a religious person should go in teaching their religion. You're there to teach a subject. Right. And right. unless that specifically comes up and you could maybe use that as an example, like, mm-hmm. Hey, at my church, we do this. What about anyone else who goes to a different church? Do you do it differently? Mm-hmm. That, I think in that way it can come in. If you're specific, like if you're teaching if, world history or something, cause that even has come then up. I know of people that have lost their jobs. Right. But right. Right. But where I've seen religion come in as more of a problem is when like, 
for example, I, like especially in California, mm-hmm. putting <laughs> some major like LGBTQ agenda into schools and teachers being like, that's against my religion. I'm not going to teach this to kids. Mm, sure, or sure. like sex, sex education to like kindergarten. Like this is not appropriate. I'm not going to teach this to kids. Right, that's where right. I see like okay. hellfire coming down on religious teachers. Not and. And I don't think any of them are being like, I want to be able to teach God in the classroom. And this is, if you're able to teach this, I should be able to teach this. No, I think it's, this is against my religion and I don't want to have to teach this. If the other teacher down the hallway wants to teach it, that's fine. But you can't force me to, you can't force me to teach this against my own religious beliefs. In in California, I think it's a lot more complicated than the rest of America. No, and I agree. I was just using an extreme example. Yeah, and I I understand what you're talking Mm. about. I I, I do, I do. I just don't. uh, The one thing I don't want people to, to think is that I'm I'm pro. You can say anything in a classroom to a kid outside <laughs> the teacher. You know what, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Meaning like, you know, it, there's got to be you, you're there for a job. You're not there for an agenda. Yeah. And yeah. When, when when your agenda becomes when it's when you're subversively preaching your agenda, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what it is, and not doing your job, that's when yeah. I have a problem with it as a parent and as a taxpayer and everything else like that, that yeah. supports the schools yeah. uh, because I still do. I'm, I live in Phoenix and my taxes go to Phoenix schools, yeah. you know, so I, I think that's important to, to well, they're supposed to anyway. Yeah, they're supposed they're to. Supposed to. <laughs> and they, they probably go to, 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 to somebody somewhere and then sit in, sit in a, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll slate that for another, another time. <laughs> um, Let's get let's get back to you because I mean we can go down rabbit trails. That's one of our favorite things to do. But I mean, yeah. let's 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 back to you. So you moved you moved to Tennessee. You love Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Everything's great. Yeah. You know, it, it's homey and everything else, and mm-hmm. it's green. What do you miss about Phoenix? Um, I missed the sunshine this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like cloudy and raining for a solid three weeks. It yeah. was horrible. It I doesn't was like, get is better. It, ever stop? <laughs> it, it doesn't did, it stop. Started, it was sunny the the week before we left, so that was nice. Uh, but I was like, I miss the sun a little bit. We mm. do miss our friends and our family. We actually have mm. some friends, and mm-hmm. half of his family is probably going to be moving out there soon. Okay. Um. So that'll that'll be really nice to have. Our friends are moving out there in a couple months. Well, you're, clo- um, you're, you're, you're kind of close to part of our family. So part mm-hmm. of our family is Cincinnati, which is about two and a half hours away. Now it's four. Or it's four, four hours. Uh, Uncle Chris is two hours. Yeah, yeah. So so my, my, my wife has a, has a younger brother named, named Chris that lives in uh, Kentucky. He lives in yeah, Lexington. So you, yeah, yeah, Lexington. So you have to go through Kentucky to get to Cincinnati typically. Yeah. Um, so in in that regard, you know, you're closer to, you're closer to some family over there. My, yeah. my, your Aunt Chrissy lives out there. My sister was out in Cincinnati. Cousins. Grandma and grandpa there half the year. Yeah. A majority of grandma's family is there. Grandpa's yeah. family as well. You know, so um, is that a little bit of a, of a boost, you know, being married? That was really, that was really, really helpful to be able to go up and see family. I didn't realize how hard it would be to not be with people who didn't already know us. Mm-hmm. It's like, I enjoy meeting new people and building new relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm very extroverted. That's part of being, being an extrovert. Right. But I didn't realize until we went up for grandma and grandpa's anniversary in July, about mm-hmm. a month and a half after we moved, Yeah. how comforting it was to be with people who already knew us. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I don't have to explain my entire history to you. <laughs> right, you don't, right. You're not still trying to figure me out. I'm not still trying to figure out right. you out. They've already, they've known me my whole life mm-hmm. and they've known Ethan the last several years too. Yeah. So that's been hugely helpful to go up there and mm-hmm. be able to see, reconnect with cousins that we, we don't necessarily get to see all the time because we're across the, co- we were across the country. Right, right. Um, so that was super, super helpful. And we're able to see like my, like Jacob just had a baby with his yeah. girlfriend. So yeah. we were able to go for her baby shower and yeah. meet her. And hopefully I'm, I'm hoping we can go up 
um, in the next couple of months and see the baby. I wanted to give them some time to settle in and everything, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully we can go up and see the baby. And that's been really nice because that's not something we necessarily would have been able to be like, let's just hop in the car and drive up to Cincinnati right. if we were still out here. Right, right, so. right. Um, what, uh, so you miss the sunshine. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because you, you went from a life that was off-roading to shooting to, you know, to the desert life where it's nice and hot and warm all the time to a life of what do you guys do out in Tennessee for fun? Because I know what I, I do here for fun, you know, but you guys are in Tennessee where it's nasty right now, but it's nasty yeah. in most of the, most of the, you know, basically back East, you know, cause of the snowstorm. Yeah. But so wh- what will you do? You've only been there six months. So what yeah. are some of the hobbies the things that you guys like doing now that have changed from being out here? You guys are big cowboy cowboys. So like you guys are, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you guys are country or so no doubt yeah. about that. So Ethan's country, Samantha's country, and now you're living down you Tennessee. Got me boots too. You got boots. All right. <laughs> All right. Got some boots. So, and, and that's different because I, I was never country. I was never like, I never yeah. wore a cowboy. I have a couple of cowboy hats and what have you, but nothing, nothing serious or anything like that. Yeah. And it wasn't my, my genre. But when I think of you guys, I think of, of, of country music. I think of, yeah. you know, good old South. And I think of, so when you, when you moved to Tennessee, it wasn't a super shock to me, you know, and yeah. I was like, okay, that, that, that sounds about right. You know? And mm-hmm. so and now you're in the heart of, you know, Tennessee. Reductor, I mean, outside your football team, you know, what's there to do? I mean, because your football team's pretty good this year. So now our football team actually was really good oh, yeah. this year. Oh yeah, both was, our, was, our county football team and the Vols were really good this year. Yeah, that's really cool to hear you say that too. I mean, like my county football team, I'm like uh, watching the high school football. Yeah, the county. county. I think they. I think they won state. Yeah. I think they did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was it. That was a huge thing. We hadn't been to a a game yet because I think I I might have been working like late shifts every uh-huh. time they had a game. Uh-huh. But. No, that was really okay. That, but that have, was an adjustment. Have you asked anybody for directions yet? No, I have Google. <laughs> Google just, to- just, just for one day, just, just in the middle of nowhere, just ask somebody for directions. Down there around a the holler, that's where you want to go. <laughs> like, like, right there's there. only two places that I've gotten directions from, and uh-huh. it was just like, what the heck did they just say? Right. And right. it was there in West Virginia. Yeah. And it was literally like, well. You see that big tree there? If you turn left and you go about five miles down the road, you'll see a big old fence on the right-hand side. It looked like some dude built it and it fell over, but then he put it back up again. Uh, but then there's a big rock about 500 feet out from that fence. If you turn right at that road, uh, then you go down and you'll see where like something got struck by lightning, but then there's like some power lines that go through it. And then you turn right right there, and then you make two circles, and then all you just end up there. It's it, it's it's a, it's a interesting. That's a really great, JB. That's That's... That is not off. That is not off. I think Google has saved us from that conversation more times than we recognize. Yeah, because I just um, use Google now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're pre- I mean, we're pretty far. It's a third. 30- do you live? Let me ask you this. Get closer to the microphone. Do you do you live in the city? Do you live in the suburbs? Do you live in the country, or do you live in the rural place? I feel like we're halfway in between suburbs and country. Okay. Because I still have to drive twenty minutes to get to the grocery store. It's okay. forty five minutes to the closer mall. Okay. I drive forty minutes to get to work. Yeah. That's... So we're drive we're driving a lot, but we're not rural rural. Okay. Um not rural rural. rural. Not real rural. As You're not much rural. as I would like to be, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, okay. But um no, because I mean we can still like there's a Walmart down the street. Uh-huh. But I still I don't shop at Walmart because I don't have a lot of options for my, I have a lot of food allergies, so they don't have a lot yeah, of options do. for yeah. me. So I have to drive 20 minutes into Powell, which is the next closest city that would have a Kroger. Mm-hmm. Um, so how many stoplights does your town have? Norris? Yeah. Uh, one when you're entering it. Yes, one. she comes from one light town, man. 
One light, one stop light. I don't even okay. know if it's technically considered part of Norris, to be honest with you, because you're coming off like a, a you're coming off a highway. Okay. Mm. When you turn into it, you'll see it when you come out. Okay. Um, and then once you get in there, I don't think there's any. There's just stop signs. There's okay. only fifteen hundred people in our in our town. There's fifteen hundred people on my street. <laughs> <laughs> in in three houses. In three. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's, that's a question. Yeah. Is your mortgage cheaper than your rent was here, or close? Uh. They lived in some tiny apartments. Bro. I know, but then it's it's cheaper than the first one that we had at oh, Mirador. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's closer. It's cheaper than the first one that we had. We also have significantly more space. Right. That's so why I'm I was also asking. Into like, I'm breaking it down by like square footage. Yeah, it is a little bit more because you got escrow and everything in there. Um, but I, it, it is cheaper. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Foot wide. Yeah, and I, I mean, I love her. We got a third of an acre with ours too, mm-hmm. so we got more land than we would have out here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I like I like our house a lot. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's the other thing too. First time host, homeowner, I yeah. say, why be happy yeah. when you can be a homeowner? Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, you got you got your own little homestead, you yeah. know, and you got your cowboy boots, you got everything else. So what? What? So you, you also got something else too that 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 I was have missing. A puppy. You have a puppy. You have a puppy. Mm. He's and, so cute. And what did you call your puppy? Okay, we called him Maverick. <laughs> now, did you call him Maverick after watching the movie or because? Um, Ethan did. I said Maverick as a joke. We were originally going to name him Max, but I was like, I don't, I, Max doesn't feel right. I don't, I don't really like it. Okay. And so I, I said Maverick as a joke. Okay. And Ethan's like, that, it's not a joke. That's what we're naming the dog. And now he, and now the next dog that we get, he wants to name it Goose. Goose. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but the next song's gonna be mine, so it, I when, get to pick the name. When you, uh, when 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 you uh, ask him to speak, you say Doctor McGoose. Dr. No, McGoose. Dr. I don't. McGoose. I haven't taught him to speak. He does okay. it on his own. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? He's a German Shepherd mix, but yeah. we're not. He's either mixed with um, Aussie or Collie. We're not okay. sure. Good looking dog. I've seen pictures of him. Good yeah. looking dog. Good looking He's dog. Such a cute. Okay. So what? Let me, let me ask you this. So you're you're gonna move into teaching, you know, eventually, mm-hmm. and. So, and you're going to have grandkids eventually, or I'll have grandkids and you won't. I'll have grandkids. Just give us until like 2024. Okay. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. I might negotiate that a little bit. Hold on. Um, Ethan has to finish school first. I know. I know. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Um, We'll pull some strings at GCU and see what happens. He doesn't Um, go there. But he didn't go there. He goes somewhere else No, he goes to U of A. He's always gone to U of A. I don't know anything. I'm sorry. I don't don't know anything about my son-in-law. But so, do you, so now- as a, as a married couple moving there, did you feel like, you know, it's, it's easy to make friends as a married couple and what, 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 what brought you to that point where you're, you know, sim- simply, you know, um, now you're, you're at this point where you're like, I'm a married couple. I'm trying to, you know, get there. So, I mean, so with being a married couple, it's easy to make friends. I feel like in some ways, yes, in some ways, no, like okay. our, I, our, uh, I, th- I think we're always going to be the youngest yeah. married couple wherever we go for a while because yeah. we got married so young. Uh-huh. Um, but what's been really nice is in our small group, there are actually a, a lot of young adults. Most of them have kids. So you, f- so you found a church and you say small yes. groups, like a small group Bible study type thing? Yes. Okay, yeah, so yeah. We, they, they are like all in their, they're closer to like their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Um, some in like their late 20s. And we have one older And you're gentleman. 22. I'm 22 and Ethan's going to be 25 in January. Yeah, okay. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, we got married at like 19 and 21. Yeah, you've been married for three years and you were married 22. young. Yeah. yeah, we were married really young. But what's 
what's nice is when we moved out here, a lot of the people in our church were married really yeah. young too. Yeah. They were just married a while ago. Um, so that's been really nice for them to be like, no, you'll, you'll make it through and kind of the challenges that come with being married that young mm-hmm. as well as the benefits. Um, so let me ask you this, cause we've talked about this at, at exhaustion on this podcast. Is there, a, what are the benefits that you see to being married young versus being married older? Okay. And then what are the benefits that you think may, being married older might bring? What's your thoughts on that? Um, cause your mom and I were married young too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want to be married older. Mm-hmm. I, I would have preferred, I, I mean, I got married young. Um, I don't, I think you get to grow up together. Yeah. Like we, we've experienced a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would have finished college if I didn't have him. I think I probably would have quit around like a year and a half in. What? Yeah. Are you serious? I was really struggling for a while with school. That's crazy. I had, I had burnout from sophomore uh, like my second year in to when I graduated. Okay. So for about two years, I had like pretty severe academic burnout. And he's like, he's like, you know, you're going to hate yourself if you quit. You have to keep going. And which is interesting because now I get to do the opposite for him or do the same for him. Like, you know, you're going to hate yourself if you quit. You, like, you've got to keep going. Do you think um, they Ethan tell you what I told him when you graduated? I don't know. No, he probably wouldn't do that. He probably wouldn't tell, tell you. He, he might have. I don't remember. Special moment between him and I. I shared it on the podcast that when I did it with what him. What did you say? So first, it, it shocked me. I keep forgetting you're Savannah Marshall. So when they called your name, I had no idea oh, it was you. Right. And I was like, because oh. by the way, there's like thousands of people there, and we're wait, we're you know yeah. somewhat in the middle, somewhat up close, or what have you. It took us two hours to get there because um, the line was just so long. Yeah. But it was uh, it was really interesting because one of the promises I made him or that he made to me is I want you to support my daughter and I want you yeah. to, to, to push her and do all the good things that you, she's important. You're a very strong personality to be married to. Yeah. You know, I can imagine that Ethan, Ethan, Ethan and your mom would have a lot to talk about if they just sat down and talked about us for a while, yeah. you know? So, cause I think I'm a pretty strong personality, yeah. but the, uh, I think what's really fascinating about that, mm-hmm. um, is when he, when we were walking out, I grabbed him and, and pulled him, pulled him in and I said, I said, thank you. You did exactly what I told you to do, mm-hmm. you know, for my daughter. And yeah. as a result of that, I'm super proud of you. you yeah. Know, I'm, I'm just very, very, very happy to hear you say that too. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think I would have made it through. That's awesome. If I hadn't, if, if he hadn't been there with me. That's so great. Um, yeah. And so I, when I graduated, it felt like it was both of us graduating in a way. Cause he, yes. there were so many times where I was like, I have so much to do around the house. And he's like, I've got it. I'll do it. You go and write the 2000 word essay you have to write. Like I've got it. And I was like, okay, that's not that long. I don't remember. I had to write pages. I don't remember the words. So, oh yeah. yeah. Now it's words. Cause Google tells us how many words there are. Um, and computers were coming out with, <laughs> when I was in college, just so you know. Yeah, but there were there. Now are you could just type a premise into an AI and he gives you the story. I know it's crazy, dude. I was I was doing that earlier today. Uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no. So, but that's been cool to also do that for him, where he's like, because he's going to school full time and working full time. I never did that. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing both of those because he has accelerated courses. Mm-hmm. So his are like five weeks. Wow. Um. So he's been doing that. So there's a lot of times where I'm like, I'm doing extra chores around the house, and I'm like, and he's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you did it when I was in school. And you're doing a lot more than I am than I was. So it's kind of it's kind of nice to give back in that so, way. So your mom and I, your mom and I, when I first got married, I was in Bible college. Yeah, you know, it was my my first year. You know, my second my second year of college. Mm-hmm. And uh, your mom was working full time. Yeah, and basically 
paid most of our bills as mm-hmm. I was in college. And then uh, when I graduated, uh, we went on staff with Crusade Together. Mm-hmm. And then she started having kids. And then mm-hmm. I just worked full time the whole time. And I remember mm-hmm. us having several conversations similar to that mm-hmm. where she was like, I was like, this is your time, sweetie. You know, it's your time to be home with the kids. And she was home for about 10, 12 years with you guys yeah. before she went back to school to work full time yeah. uh, as a teacher and now works for, you know, a big corporation. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, all, all that, all that said, I think, I think that if, if you were going to tell people, you know, when, when you think through your time, you were here at zeal yeah. for a while, about, about a year or two, about a year, maybe I can't remember. Yeah. A year and a half, maybe. a year, year and a half. Um, what's something that you learned here, life lesson type thing that you took to Tennessee with you, or that maybe helped you as you as you went out and <laughs> she's looking in the sky like I'm not sure how to answer this one dad well no I'm just, there are a lot of things that I learned mm-hmm. I'm trying to trying to think of what was most applicable to the question that everybody on the other side of the radio is listening to and waiting for you to say something um <laughs> I think it was I think it was very important for me to see how hard you worked uh-huh and yeah. it know how much work actually has to go into starting a business because we want to own one ourselves one day. Yeah. And so now I feel like I'm a lot more prepared of like, hey, you have to grind and there's going to be a lot of late nights. But if this is really what you want to do, yeah, you you have to just hunger down and do it. <laughs> I, I went home. I go home at five o'clock and we, maybe three days a week, two days a week. I can't remember. We, we split that yeah, two or three days. It doesn't matter when. Um, but uh and then somebody calls in, I got to be here on Saturday, you know, yeah. and JB and I figure that stuff out. And so in that, in that regard, I remember being here, um, before you got here just from morning till night, yeah, you know, morning till night for a very long time. And I had, I had somebody ask me the other day, they said, uh, are not, not kind of, it was kind of accusatory. And so I took offense to it and, and I jumped down the throat. I said, it must be nice to go, go home at five o'clock when you're in a business, you know? And I was like, well, you don't see all the hard grinding I did, you know, to yeah. get to where I am now, you know, if you would. So, yeah. you, so the hard grinding aspect of it, you're thinking, you know, and, and, or that when I go home and something happens, I don't come back here. So there's been multiple times I've got, I've come back here in the middle of the day or in the middle of the night yeah. or on my days off on a Sunday or mm-hmm. at midnight, the alarm's going off for some reason. I don't know why I'm the first one that, you know, gets any calls or anything like that. And yeah. so, um, or the humidity, we have, we have, we have the humidity that tracks on my phone mm-hmm. for both humidity, the humidity's down or over in one humidor. And so I have to turn it down or yeah. adjust and things like that. So that, that, things like that happen all the time. So, yeah. um, but when you're the point person, mm-hmm. you're the one that takes care of that, you know, yeah. and everything and it is unique as a family business because you, you got a chance to be close to, um, your dad, going through everything and everything. And it was, yeah. and that was coming off a real rough year that I had at the former business I was at. You know, I so. honestly think that's the only reason that we're still as close as we are. Yeah. I don't yeah. think if I had come to work at the business, because yeah. we, you and I had a rough year when you were going through all of that, you and yeah. I butted heads a Well, yeah, lot. you're the same freaking person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So, yeah, yeah I, don't, I agree. I think we went through a lot. And I think when I came and started working here, mm-hmm. I think you had seen me like, okay, she's more of an adult now. Oh, absolutely. And I think 100%. you started to yeah. see what I was more capable mm-hmm. of and yeah. we started having more honest conversations. So I think that kind of healed yeah. what was broken, so to speak. Right, right. Which was interesting because everyone was like, you're working for your dad. It's going to ruin your relationship. Mm. But it did it, it did the opposite. Yeah, it did. Which was really, really cool. Right, right. I think I think that's that's interesting because my, my other two, uh, my son wants nothing to do with this company. 
He wants yeah. not, not not in the sense of like he doesn't like the company, he doesn't like me, yeah. but he doesn't want that to be a hindrance to our relationship. He's even told me that. You know, he's yeah. like, I don't I don't want that. I don't I don't want to see you as my boss, dad, and then disappoint you or something like that, and then mm-hmm. that that come home with you. You know, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because I I wondered being being my daughter, did you ever feel like there's a point that that you disappointed me and that I brought that home, especially here at Zeal? I was, I don't know. Okay. I mean, you would could probably tell me if you were ever disappointed me in me at some point. No, I I never I I was never disappointed at you. I was yeah. worried. I was worried I was going to disappoint you when I said I had to leave. No, mm. I wasn't disappointed. Wait. I was, I was, I expect, well, first off, let me just know that, let me just say this about anybody who owns a business. Um, you know that there are employees that come in and stay for a while mm-hmm. and there's employees that come in and stay for a longer time. And, but you always want, one of the things about my life that I always wanted to be, um, because I've had great examples of good people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I always want to be somebody that can help somebody go to the next level or wherever they want to go. So if you, yeah. if you come here and you learn some stuff and you go somewhere else and do, do better, I'm all for that. I'm very yeah. excited about that, you know, but um, but there are people that when they, when it, then they leave, it's a loss. You don't yeah. want them to feel like it's a loss in a sense of like you're undone, but you're thinking to yourself, that's a loss. That's going to be a hard thing, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's important to recognize, you know, um, Aunt Carrie's moving to, you know, North Carolina and yeah. to some degree that's a loss here, you know? So yeah. she, you know, that's, that's one of those things where she may not be here every day, but when she is here, she obviously helps, you know, Elsie does a great job. So, yeah. um, when, when that kind of stuff happens, you know, from a father's daughter's perspective, mm-hmm. um, I I knew for one thing you would never be here very very long. I knew that wouldn't be. I was I was blessed to have you here as long as you were, mm-hmm. but I also know that like you're you're incredibly gifted and cigars are not your passion. You know, and mm-hmm. so I think that's that's important to like be okay with and everything else like that. Yeah. Well, that's it, guys. This has been a fun little interview with and catching up with my daughter, Savannah, who used to be at Zeal Cigars when we first started. So, Savannah, thanks again for being here. Really appreciate it. JB, as always, across from me, giving me dirty looks the whole time. I appreciate it <laughs> as well. Dude, one time I'm going to do it, and I'm just going to not blink the whole time while I stare at you. It's uncanny how he does that. I'm not telling you. It's the scariest thing in the world. He, he, he still hasn't blinked since I've been talking the whole time. It's weird. <laughs> it really is. So he's going to win some kind of contest for that one day. Anyways, guys, thanks again for listening to the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast, and we're out of here like last year. <laughs>